Do you want a quick meal that you can pull together in only a few minutes? Are you looking for the perfect recipe to make on a Tuesday night after work? Is your perfect meal one that takes little to no effort? If you answered yes to any of those questions, move along, because this baked eggplant parmesan isn't any of those things. This is the kind of meal that you need to invest at least two hours of your life into. Is it worth it? I think so. But you be the judge. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and this is Eggplant Parmesan, a drool-worthy Sunday project. Eggplant. What is it and how do you buy it? Now, there are many people, and you may be one of them, who have never bought an eggplant. If you've never bought an eggplant, you probably don't know what to look for when you do. You're in luck. I'm going to help you out. Look for eggplant with clear purple skin. It shouldn't have discolored spots, bruises, or punctures. The skin should be tight and the eggplant should feel firm with no soft spots. To tell if the eggplant is ripe, give it a little squeeze with your fingertips. If your fingers leave dense, the eggplant isn't ripe yet. For this recipe, you'll need an eggplant that is about 1 pound, 454 grams. There should be a scale around the produce section, so if you're unsure, you can weigh it. How to prepare an eggplant. So once you get the eggplant home, rinse it really well under cold running water and pat it dry with a clean kitchen towel or paper towel. Cut the top off and discard it. Cut the eggplant into quarter inch or half centimeter rounds. You can discard the very end piece if you want. Um, you don't have to peel it. I know you're gonna ask, you don't have to peel it. But you do have to salt it. So why salt the eggplant? The next step is to salt the eggplant. Excuse me, salting the eggplant has two purposes. The salt extracts moisture from the eggplant, giving it a firmer texture when cooked and removing some of the eggplant's bitter flavor. So salt in the eggplant makes it taste better and gives it a better texture. Now I find the easiest way to salt the eggplant is to line a baking sheet with paper towel and sprinkle it with a tablespoon or two of kosher salt. Lay the eggplant down in a single layer, then top it with another tablespoon of salt or two uh, and another layer of paper towel. You can put a second layer of paper towel salt the eggplant uh, and so you can do two layers essentially is what i'm saying you can have a layer of paper towel salt eggplant salt paper towel salt eggplant salt paper towel make sense uh, then you just need to let that sit for about 30 minutes at room temperature um, you leave it up to an hour and what you're going to see is a lot of moisture is coming out of the eggplant and the texture is becoming more firm and then just rinse the salt off and pat it dry with a paper towel Eggplant Parmesan is made of breaded eggplant. Now, you can skip breading if you want, but the finished dis dish isn't going to be nearly as good, so I don't recommend it. Plus, you've come this far, why not go all the way? So to set up the breading station, get three containers. Fill one with one cup of flour and season it with a teaspoon of kosher salt and an eighth of a teaspoon or a pinch of black pepper. Then crack three eggs into the second container and whisk until the yolks and whites are fully combined. Then in the third container, measure out one and a half cups of breadcrumbs. Uh, for the record, I use gluten-free breadcrumbs uh, and gluten-free flour. And if you'd like, it adds a lot of nice appearance. If you add uh, Parmesan to the breadcrumbs, you get a quarter cup of grated Parmesan and add a handful of chopped parsley to it as well. To bread the eggplant, which is the same process for breading anything, coat the slices of eggplant in flour, then the egg, and finally the breadcrumbs. 
put the breaded eggplant on a tray until you're ready to cook them. And if you put them on a rack rather than just flat on a tray, they're going to dry a little bit and it's going to make them fry up a little better. And the reason why when you're breading something, you put it in flour, egg, and then breadcrumbs is because the flour sticks to the food, the egg sticks to the flour, and the breadcrumbs stick to the egg. That's why. It just makes things, uh, it gives things a much better coating. So to fry the eggplant, whether you bread the eggplant or not, and again, I highly recommend breading it. It doesn't take that long. You will need to cook it before assembling your eggplant parmesan. So to fry the eggplant, heat a large skillet over medium-high heat. Add a quarter cup of olive oil and cook the eggplant for two to three minutes per side or until golden brown. Take the cooked eggplant out of the pan and set it on a cooling rack until the, all, all the eggplant is cooked. And you may need to add more oil to the pan as you go. And what will happen is the breadcrumbs are going to absorb some oil. So some oil will come out of the pan. But breadcrumbs are going to fall off the eggplant too and probably burn. So you might need to change the oil or like wipe the pan out halfway through excuse me, halfway through cooking all the uh, eggplant. Eggplant Parmesan is made with marinara sauce. If you really want to, you can use a store-bought marinara, but you've come all this way. Why take the easy way out now? Marinara, marinara sauce is not hard to make. I'm going to tell you all about it. And to save time, you can make the marinara sauce while the eggplant is sitting with the salt. So the first step to making marinara sauce is to prep the onion and garlic. Use a medium-sized onion. You want about one cup of diced onion in total. If you have a little more or a little less, it isn't the end of the world. Cut the top off the onion, cut it in half through the root, and peel it. Make a horizontal slice halfway up each onion, about 90% of the way through the onion. Make five to six vertical slices through the onion towards the root, but not through it. Cut across vertical slices to get a diced onion. I hope that that wasn't nearly as confusing confusing for you to hear as it was for me to say. So essentially all I'm saying is if you cut the top off the onion, leave the root on, and cut the onion in half down through the root, you'll have two halves that are still fully intact because the roots hold them together. Peel them. It's easier to peel once it's cut. Lay the onion flat. Make a horizontal slice 90% of the way through, making sure the onion is still intact, and then vertical slices cut across them. Just dice the onion. You've probably diced an onion. It doesn't have to be perfect. For the garlic, cut the ends off and gently crush the clove with the side of your knife. Peel and chop them as fine as you can. And in total, you want about one tablespoon of minced garlic. And I get asked all the time about like uh, jarred minced garlic and how I feel about it. Look, if you want to use it, it's fine. I'm not going to tell you not to. For me, I find it has a bit of a weird taste because it's pasteurized, and which means that it's been heated so that it kills any bacteria because otherwise garlic sitting in oil is very dangerous. It can uh, form botulism. So they have to pasteurize it. So it loses some of its flavor. Not my favorite thing, but if you want to use it, power to you. Anything you can do to make cooking easier, you know, I'm game. As long as you're making the sauce from scratch, why not use some prepared garlic if you have it. So the tomatoes, you can use either whole tomatoes and crush them for the sauce yourself or use passata, which is uh, raw tomatoes that are pureed and strained. Um, you can buy that in any grocery store. It's P-A-S-S-A-T-A, -S -S -A -A, or I may just say strained tomatoes. Um, I often use passata. I love it. it. I just buy it by the case at Costco. I get six in a case. I use them for everything from pizza sauce to pasta sauce. They're great. To soups. Um, but today I want to do something a little different, so I opted for the whole tomatoes. If you can get them, go with San Marzano tomatoes. Um, make sure they're the ones that are imported from Italy, otherwise you're paying extra money uh, 
for something that's not real. Uh, and they do have a different taste. They taste amazing. The tomatoes I got are San Mizzano type tomatoes, which means they're not from Italy and they didn't cost as much as the ones from Italy. They're just Roma tomatoes. Uh, San, San Marzano is an area in Italy that is famous for growing tomatoes because they have uh, this really rich volcanic soil. They have a specific designation that allows only tomatoes grown in that area to be classified as San Marzano. If they are real San Marzano tomatoes, they'll be a product of Italy, first of all. Secondly, they'll have the letters DOP. can't remember exactly what those letters stand for. Domain of Protection or something like that on the can. And that's the Italian designation. Crush the tomatoes by hand or with a potato. Excuse me. Can't stop burping today. Or with a potato masher. I really love to get my hands in there. You could even just throw it in a blender if you want really quickly. So to make the sauce, heat a medium pot over medium heat. Add in a quarter cup of olive oil. I know that seems like a lot of olive oil, but trust me, you're going to want it all. And then add the onions. You want to cook the onions, stirring now and again for about 10 minutes or until they start to brown. And that little bit of brown on the onions is kind of the key because that sweetens the onions, which helps sweeten the sauce, meaning you won't need to add sugar later. And if you take the time... 20, 30 minutes and really caramelize the onions, you probably won't need to add any sugar to balance out the acidity in the, in the onions, or in the tomatoes, excuse me. All that sweetness will come from the onions. Then once the onions are browned, add the garlic and cook for a minute. Then add the tomatoes. Season the sauce with half a teaspoon of kosher salt and a pinch of black pepper. Bring the sauce to a boil, turn the heat to low and simmer for 20 minutes. And depending on how thick the tomatoes are, you may need to add up to a half cup of water to them. But often, especially if you're using whole tomatoes, they're going to be pretty watery, so you're probably not going to need to add any water to them. If you're using passata, you might need to add a little bit. And with passata, what I recommend is when you pour the jar in the pot, put a little bit of hot water, like maybe a quarter cup of hot water in the jar, swirl it around, and then pour that in, and that gets all that extra tomato out of the, out of the jar. Now, the sauce is simmering. Chop a handful of basil. I really, 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 really recommend using fresh basil here. You can get it in the grocery store. You can use the whole package in the sauce, so you're not going to waste any. But if you want, you can use dried basil. It's just going to have a much different taste. And if you do use dried basil, add it into the pot as soon as you add the tomatoes. So if you're using fresh, you want a quarter cup in total of chopped fresh basil. Add that to the finished sauce. Stir in, taste, and adjust the seasoning as needed with salt, pepper. And if you need to, add a little bit of sugar. Um, and if you, oh, and if you do use dried basil, like a quarter to a half teaspoon should do because it's going to have a much more concentrated flavor and then taste adjust. And that's how you make marinara sauce. So if you've ever made lasagna, then you can make this eggplant Parmesan. I mean, you've already done the hard part of making the sauce and breading the eggplant. Now it's just time to assemble it. So start with a 9 by 13 casserole dish and put a ladle of the sauce in the bottom of the pot. Top with a layer of eggplant, then some sauce, then put on half a cup of grated mozzarella cheese and a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese. Then repeat that with a second layer and finish with more sauce and more cheese. So essentially, sauce down in the casserole dish, layer of eggplant, layer of sauce, layer of matzah, layer of parm, layer of eggplant, layer of sauce, layer of matzah, layer of parm. Pretty straightforward stuff. And then you are going to bake it. So cover the casserole dish with foil and bake 
in 375 degree Fahrenheit oven for 20 minutes. Take the foil off the pan and bake for another five to 10 minutes or until the cheese is melted and slightly browned and a knife easily slides through the eggplant. Take it out of the oven, let it rest for 10 minutes before serving. And I suggest serving it with a Caesar salad and garlic bread, but you can serve it however you want. Um, this is like, it's rich, but it's light. It's flavorful. It's vegetarian. It's really, really, really good. Like I can't recommend it enough. The wrap up. So as I said, this is not a quick recipe. It's going to take you probably at least two hours, but it is worth making at least once. Eggplant is pretty cheap. It's healthy. It's tasty if you do it right. Like if you salt it and stuff, it doesn't have that bitter flavor. It has a better texture. Really, really good. And especially like if you're trying to cut back on meat because meat's insanely expensive right now, this is a great dish. You won't even realize that there's not meat in it because the eggplant has that meaty flavor and texture. Absolutely delicious. 100% make this. And listen, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, and for people who are like, hey, Ben, uh, it's been like over a year. Where have you been? Last we heard you were not doing food and five anymore. Well, you're right. You know, I wasn't going to, and I took a year off, uh, just over a year, actually, 13 months or so. But um, I've never stopped missing doing this. Uh, and I've, I've kept the blog up as well. So there's lots of episodes. There's lots of back blog posts. Um, and so I'm just going to start putting them up. It's going to be once a week uh, instead of three times a week like it used to be. So that'll make it a little easier on me. Um, and I'm just going to focus on recipes and tips and stuff like that. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you do, please, please share this. Tell your friends um, because that's going to help. Subscribe. Give it a thumbs up. Um, because, you know, if you like this, let me know so that I keep doing it. Because I don't want to do it if I don't think anybody likes it. I think that makes sense. Anyway, so that's what's going on. And as always, you can find all the recipes written out with full pictures uh, in full Technicolor on chefsnotes.com. Uh, and if you do go to Chef's Notes, join the mailing list so that, you know, you never miss a post. And there's all kinds of fun stuff that happens with the mailing list. So go do that. Go to chefsnotes.com, join the mailing list, read all the posts. But more importantly, have a great day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. And I'll talk to you really, really soon. Have a good one.